0: I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. Do you have dreams you want to get accomplished? Do you wish you could experience an inner freedom more regularly? Or maybe for the first time. Have you ever thought that you might be limiting yourself in some way? Today I share what it means to be a no-limit person, and I give six ways that I employ in my life to make that happen. This idea will be really helpful to you if you need a reset or to get started on being limitless in your life. Well, hello. Today's episode is all about being a no-limit person. And I've been thinking about this topic for a while, and the reason that I have is that it is something that I struggle with or it comes into my consciousness in that I put limits on myself quite intentionally, unintentionally, and often unconsciously. And I'm thinking maybe someone out there can relate to this. There are things that I want to get done in this life. Dreams that I have, a quality of life that I want to live. And by that, I am referring to my inner quality of life. I want to live in a state of peace and joy as much as possible, despite what is going on around me. And I feel from that peace and joy, I can move through the world unchained, and then I will have motivation to achieve if I am not anchored by limits that I have intentionally or unintentionally set for myself. So first of all, what does it mean to be a no-limit person? Being a no limit person to me equals freedom, freedom from comparison, freedom to achieve your goals with confidence, freedom from others' opinions, freedom from negative thinking, freedom from internal heaviness, freedom from what you see on social media, freedom from fear. And you know, that's all kinds of fear, fear of what other people think, fear of how something's going to turn out, all the fears, just all the fears. And it's just plain freedom. So being a no limit person is truly seeing past the heaviness of life and seeing this for what it is. These limits or boundaries we put on ourselves are all false. So first of all think about how freedom feels as I say the word. Freedom. What comes to mind for you? For me freedom is light and airy, fluid and unrestricted, untethered, unanchored, free to do what I want without my own criticism piping in, never mind the criticism of others. Oh, freedom, what a place that is. You might be saying, oh, Dana, I want that. Well, let's go get it. That's why I want to explore in this episode what it means to be a no-limit person. So I wanted to share six things that I do to make myself a no-limit person. And believe me, this is a continuous process. This is not one and done. So first and foremost, the most important thing is, number one, check in with yourself constantly. You know, you have to be aware of where you are in your mental or emotional state I wrote about this in my first book, Soul Prescription, 101 Ways to Find Joy, Meaning and Fulfillment. And in Soul Prescription 43, called Check In With Yourself, I talk about my friend who has a dad who is this hippie, musician, laid back kind of guy. And when he would visit her, he would greet her with this question. He would say, how's your headspace, man? You know, and I think that is such a great question. You know, we normally ask the rhetorical, how are you doing? But this is just getting to the heart of the matter. How is your headspace? How is your mind? And it is good to ask yourself this daily. And honestly, if you're someone who struggles with feeling good, you may have to check in with yourself throughout the day. Uh, A moment-to-moment thing to readjust your thinking or perspective. You know, for most part, um, I can do this in the morning and check in with myself. But it's still valuable to check in with yourself throughout the day. I mean, I'm not immune to... um, wavering and moving away from my highest self. So checking in with yourself, this is something we can do. I mean, we are a society that's very accustomed to checking our phones regularly. Perhaps we can actually just check in on ourselves a little more often. So if I am in a low vibrational or emotional state, Here's how I shift myself, and I use this all the time. I mean, it's really the basis of my book and the reason why I wrote it, because I it works for me, why not share it? Um, I call it a spiritual scale, and in fact, uh, my first soul prescription is called Relentlessly Seek Your Highest Self, and this scalar ledger looks like uh, two columns. And if you're a regular listener, you've heard me talk about this before. It's two columns and I call like the left side, my highest self, and the right side, the right column, my ego. And under each of those titles are states of being that are expressed when you are either aligned with your ego or aligned with your highest self. And I ask myself, what side of the ledger am I on right now? And, and that especially when you're in that low vibrational state, you may be frustrated or upset or disturbed in some, in some way. And undoubtedly, if I'm feeling that low vibrational state, um, I recognize that I'm attached to my egoic state, my ego, that column, that's everything relating to the ego. And I recognize it and then shift away from that space with purpose to realign with my highest self. And so I pick a word or an emotional state that makes me feel at peace. So for example, if exhausting myself with criticism about trying to get a project perfect, right? You know, the, the monkey mind, the inner critic that will grind away and say, there's a reason why you can't, you know, finish the project yet. It keeps moving the finish line because you're trying to get it perfect. I know this is a the ego state of mind. And it is the one that keeps me from putting my project like a book, for example, out into the world. And it is a state that makes me doubt myself. It is a state that makes me go in circles. And using this method of checking in with my headspace, I know I am attached to the right side of the ledger, the ego, as I said, and I can see it so clearly. And this is awareness, by the way, when you can see clearly that you're not showing up as your most authentic self. When you know where you are on that spiritual ledger, that is an awakening that's happening. Now, I ask myself um, to release perfection and choose excellence instead, You know, those are two very different ideas. I see myself, I literally imagine myself shifting from the right side of the ledger to the left side of the ledger where excellence is found. And I begin to exhale. I make the shift mentally. It's almost like seeing the column on a chalkboard and you see yourself shifting away from the ego and over to the highest self. Now, in a space of excellence, I allow myself to see that I'm doing the best that I know how. I can execute the project now more quickly because there is no criticism holding me back. Only cheerleading about how far I've come with the project and how it will be valuable to others. It puts me in a different mindset, and that's what we're looking for. In excellence, I can see my strengths, qualities, and gifts poured into the project. In excellence, I'm excited. In excellence, I am moving versus stuck. In excellence, I am joyful and feeling attached to my meaning. So check in with yourself often. As you become practiced, you no no longer have to to imagine the ledger. You can sense and know what you have to do to be a no limit person. And this is something that I really use. And I I see that if I stay attached to my ego or in a low vibrational state, that I'm actually putting limits on who I am. Am. I'm putting limits on my possibility. I won't move forward. I stay stuck or I feel not so great. And that is something that I have to take personal responsibility for, check in with myself and become a, a no limit person by attaching to my highest self. So maybe that will work for you. Number two, don't take things personally, right? Limited people are regularly offended and defending, right? To me, this is the ego getting in the way of what is possible. If you take things personally, I think this is a place to do some work. Truthfully, this is a space I used to live in when I was younger, and that really stems from thinking you're not good enough, maybe low self-esteem or lack of confidence. So you adopt these viewpoints that the world doesn't support you, right? And it's almost like you go searching for it. So for example, do you take things personally when someone didn't respond to an email or a text? Do you question how someone said something? Do you read more into a statement than what is actually there? Um, You know, you doubt the world around you because you doubt yourself, right? You are viewing the world from a place of less than, so you see less than reflected in the world. And some people, you know, let's be honest, can be just plain mean and aim to hurt. But most people, I think, are trying to live their best life too, and they make gaffes and mistakes. And we have to recognize it for what that is. But the key is to love and honor yourself and continually shift away from the feeling of being offended. As long as you are offended, your personal inner inner freedom is at stake and so is your ability to be a no limit person. Not taking things personally is a constant letting go of the idea that you are offended, right? It's just a constant shedding. And you have to get used to letting go if you want to live a a personally free inner life. And one of the best ways I know to move out of taking things personally that I have found is really, again, you using that spiritual scale. You bring the awareness, the situation into your awareness, sense how you feel and what you're thinking, you know, identify the feeling. And again, it's likely attached to the ego if you're feeling offended and now shift away from that space by replacing it with a new emotional state such as one is. i'm going to just be in the present moment and it's going to shed uh, telling the stories around um, whatever it is that's happening or uh, what whatever has occurred to make you feel uh, that you have to defend yourself you know taking things personally is choosing not to believe yourself about what you believe might be happening so remain open to possibility do not shut out possibility by taking things so personally. And if you want to really uh, read a really great book on this, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, um, it's a short book and he really addresses this whole idea of not taking things personally. Because taking things personally builds up walls, which makes you stop listening. You feel hurt, you feel not supported. And honestly, this emotional state created is all from your own storytelling, which really stems from your often your own insecurities and wounds. And we have to actually have to recognize that because I you know, I know for myself if I'm in a state of offended, you know, there's probably something that I'm feeling insecure about or something. And that's a place for me to look to do some work. So, you know, you may act from a state space where there is you know none of what you made up is true <laughs> you know if it's not true and you're just making it up and acting from a space you are going to create some problems in your life um and then you have truly lost your ability to be a no limit person if you are the one constructing the obstacles and putting them in your way how can anyone feel good to execute dreams or be in touch with their personal power if you are taking things so personally so Find a way to be that no limit person by not taking things personally. Just think about that, how that has shown up in your life maybe recently. And I think a big part of just becoming aware that you're taking things personally. And again, that is awareness, that is awakening. If you can recognize that and acknowledge it versus denying it, um, you are well on your way to being a no limit person. At number three... Another way to become a no limit person is to don't make assumptions. I mean, assumptions is storytelling at its finest. It is right up there with taking things personally. We tend to fill in the gaps with negative stories and then we react from our own stories very similar to when we take things personally. So, for example, have you ever had this experience? You text someone and you know they got it because you see the bubbles dancing on the screen showing they were writing something and then the bubbles go away and they don't respond to you at all or maybe they respond at a much later time. What went through your head? You know, maybe you thought they didn't like your message or they don't know how to respond. And then you start wondering, you know, what they're thinking, you know, are they ignoring you or are they upset by your message? And then maybe you question yourself and how you even worded it. Ooh, fun times in our head. You know, the best way to avoid assumptions is to stay in the present moment. Do not have a negative reactions to the bubbles disappearing. In the present moment, I think, you know, when I when I've gotten in that state, you know, like I wonder what I did or how come they're not saying something? But when I'm in the present moment and and I think you know, I just think, you know, they'll get back to me when they can. I don't tell stories to react from. I don't have any attachment to what and when and how they will respond. I just let it be when I'm in that state, when I'm really attached to my highest self. Remember, this is a continual spiritual practice. Uh, My number one soul prescription is relentlessly seek your highest self. So it's a constant return home uh, to that state. Um, But, you know, the thing you might find is that if someone hasn't responded to a text and you saw those bubbles dancing, they could have gotten distracted or don't know how to respond at the moment. Um, but one thing I do know is that I want to operate in truth and reality and deal with what is and do not create what isn't. And and the best way to do that is to not make assumptions. Stay in the present moment and don't have any attachment to when and how someone will respond. Um, Jack Canfield, who is one of the co-creators of Chicken Soup for the Souls, of course, he's a longtime teacher of, you know, personal development, law of attraction. And he says, Uh, this quote, he goes, I have always been the opposite um, of paranoid. I operate as if everyone is a part of a plot to enhance, enhance my well-being. I love that. Now, wouldn't that change your experience? How would your life and more importantly, your inner life shift if you believed everyone was supporting you or at the very least not out to get you? You know, if you are going to tell stories, tell one that tell ones that make you feel good. You know, don't fill in those gaps and make assumptions with the negative stories because when you feel good, you are limitless. You are a no limit person. Anything is possible for you. Number 4, move lightly in the world. I've heard Deepak Chopra talk about how at birth that we are giving given an identity from our parents, really, essentially, we're born into the world, we're given off to the parents, and we're born into a set of circumstances. So we are given a sex, a race, assigned our family's religion and beliefs, and most of our limiting beliefs are hand-me-downs from our loved ones, right? We don't even know if they're good or bad or service or not, but we are assigned this identity at birth, and as Deepak says, we spend our entire lives defending it. I thought that was pretty powerful because it's so true. If you think about what I just talked about of being offended and defending, that's exhausting if you always have to defend who you are. And so again, it's coming back to aligning with your highest self and shedding these layers that, that we have um, created, have built, have been given to us. So what would it mean if we could shed our identity or at the very least question it? Like, who are you without all the labels? You know, it has taken me a long time of un- on learning and undoing and rebecoming, <laughs> adopting new ways of thinking that serve me and allow me to move with more lightness in this world. And I say more lightness because I'm still anchored to ideas that I'm still slowly working to release. And, and it's always a continuous process, isn't it? When you are not conscious, you know, of what has been assigned to you at birth, like if you just take it at face value, there is a heaviness in that, um you know, or can be, you know, how do these assignments of sex and gender and, and beliefs hold you back? You know, I become a no limit person when I start to shed the identity that I was given. You know, even things that have been assigned to you along the way from parents, uh, school teachers, and so on, and things like good girl, smart girl, sweet girl, and these can, these labels can be very constraining. Because it feels if you move out of those boxes, you might upset people. I mean, showing up authentically is the only way. To show up authentically means shedding some old identities that no longer serve me. I love this quote by Anae Nin, who was an American-Cuban-French diarist. And she said, And the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. I think that's such a beautiful quote. And sometimes this is what it takes. There's some sort of pain or suffering, whether it be light or heavy suffering, that makes us say we no longer want to remain tightly wrapped like a bud, right? We want to be free, blowing in the wind like a blossom. Imagine it just sort of, imagine a beautiful, like a rose blossom or a peony, heavy hanging in the wind and the wind sort of gently brushing across it and so free to bend and be not rigid. And imagine what that would be like and think about what is it that you need to shed or are there any identities that you are holding on to that do not allow you to move lightly in this world? You know, moving lightly in the world might require us to examine who we truly are. I mean, isn't that the ultimate question? Who am I? I mean, it's such a beautiful journey to figure that out and to spend time with that question And to have discussions with people about it. I mean, that's a big part of what this podcast is about, is to bring people onto that path of their authentic self and let's come at it from different angles. As as we move steadily toward our most authentic selves, we become a no-limit person. I mean, it's so beautiful when you can move lightly, because you know if you are moving heavily in this world or if you're afraid to make changes and moves because you're gonna upset people. Uh, you feel like you're tethered or chained in some way, that it's very difficult to be your authentic self. And it really affects every part of you, including your, your your emotional state and what you're willing to do and how you're willing to show up. So I hope that you can think about that. How can you challenge yourself in this way? Number five is Give yourself some credit. And I think back to when we had uh, James Mullinger on the show way back in episode 23. And I remember one of the takeaways from our conversation with him was this. And he says, if you are up there doing it, you are living the dream. And up there for James was being on a stage as a comedian. And for you, it might be something else. You know, I think of it in relation to myself. You know, part of what I do, I'm a speaker and author. Uh, But sometimes I don't give myself credit, you know, like I'm not a real speaker (laughs) or a real author, because if I'm not famous or like a New York Times bestseller, then it doesn't count, right? And it's if, you know, as if that would be some measure, you know, I bet if I arrived at that space, I'd probably put some other measures in place of what does it mean to be good enough or arrive you know, it's some ridiculous measure, right? And I suppose this is what you call imposter syndrome. And maybe you can relate to this of, of a space that you want to be in, and you don't feel like you belong, you're trying to be there. And I, I can say that I, I've really now adopted the space of you know, I am living my dream. I'm not working towards my dream. I'm doing it, right? And just as James was making a very valid point, you know, if you're up there doing it, you're living the dream. And for me, that's, that's what I'm doing. So I need to give myself some credit. And so do you. Think about where in your life you need to give yourself some credit. I mean, you've worked hard. Right? You've worked hard to become who you are. And even if you're just coming onto the journey, Let me assure you that takes so much courage to what we call find our authentic self or, you know, people might call, you know, I'm trying to find myself and that person's in there. You're just really trying to see it clearly. So give yourself some credit. Um, Everything takes time. You're not behind and validate all your experiences and uh, move forward with lightness because you definitely then will become. A no limit person and lastly number six stop making up stringent rules to live by you know rules box you in and what you are really doing is setting up limiting beliefs or boundaries on episode 110 life lessons with an artist with Sasha French French right here on Soul Sister Conversations I chatted with her about what she has learned from living a life in the arts And her Instagram handle is actually at birdgirlarts, by the way. So, you know, please go check her out. She has amazing artwork there. But her and her husband, uh, her husband is in the military. So as a family, they move around a lot. And she shares her perspective on this. She says when she moves to a new place, a new town, they have to hit the ground running. She says life doesn't wait for us. You know, life doesn't wait and neither do we. And she says, you know, I instantly set up my house. She doesn't wait to put things on the wall. She puts up her art. She paints the walls. She gets everything ready so that they can have some sort of consistency and it feels like home no matter where they are. And she says that she immediately has to get entrenched in the community, the art community and the business community. And, uh, you know, so she can sell her art. So you can imagine restarting every single time. But she doesn't, you know, she allows herself to to do this, to start over, to, um, you know, live in a limitless way, to do this with ease. So make it easy for you to show up in life. You know, don't, don't make it difficult because I know we make up these stringent rules and, you know, it's like, I should be a this or I need to have that or I need to be younger, or I need to be older, or whatever it is, again, there are all these limited beliefs, and they really do become stringent rules, and, you know, I think for me, I am such a rule follower, that, uh, you know, there's rules, I follow them, and even my own, I make them up, and I follow my own rules, because I've convinced myself this is the way it should be. And that has been a constant, again, a constant shedding of letting go of realize there actually aren't a whole lot of rules. I mean, other than, of course, you know, the ones that involve criminal behavior. We don't want to do that. We're not breaking the law, but we're talking about just the general things in life, you know, about being bold and showing up and be willing to be authentic. I mean, gosh, that's courage in itself, right? And, and and that for some reason you think that you can't show up. Uh, the way you want to show up and the truth is is that you can you know other people don't get to make the rules about who you are and how you show up i always say that you know who you are is an outgoing message not an incoming one right so we get to tell the world who we are and we get to tell the, the the world who we are much more easily with speed when we don't make up rules and limiting beliefs to abide by um Being a no-limit person, I think, is truly freeing. It is a way that you can achieve more in your life. It is a way that you can expand your human experience, the way that you can expand your spiritual experience. And I hope that you can take away some of the things that I've shared here in the last half hour and think about where is it that you are limiting yourself? Because I know you have dreams and some of them, you know, they may be actual big like projects, but you, but for some of you, it may be just, I, I want to show up authentically on my life. I want to love my life. I want to live my life with joy and meaning, right? That is, is being a no limit person. Because sometimes we put limits, those limits that we put on us impede or stand in the way of us getting to the joy. Because so often it's the personal inner freedom that we put limits on and we become then unhappy in our lives. And there's so much more that we can do. And here's the thing, it's all up to you. It's all on you. And that can feel heavy, but it can actually also feel light and easy. And so here's a good exercise. You can make that choice. Again, if you think of that ledger, um, the spiritual ledger, you know, hard would be what the ego is. This is hard. Life's hard. Stuff's hard. But if you shift to that space of easy, it's like, actually, this is easy. All I have to do is take it step by step, one day at a time, one minute at a time, and continue to let go. And if you're afraid and you take, you take a step and you're afraid, you shed that. You go, what am I afraid of? Okay, come back to the present moment and let that go. And take another step in your day. And every time something comes up, you address it and you quickly move back to your highest self. And remember, the speed at which you return to your highest self is a sign of your spiritual maturity. And so, like I say, I'm never... attached with my highest self. I'm human. There's lots of things that come into my life that I worry about or I think about that draws me away from my highest self. So sometimes, some days it feels like it's a constant journey back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But the difference is, is I'm more attached to that space and my aim to stay there and relentlessly seek my highest self on a regular basis and all day throughout the day, and it's so important, if you go by some of the things that I talked about here, but like checking in with yourself, and stop making up stories, don't think, take things personally, give yourself some credit, and stop making up rules, you'll be able to, to walk through this life, and show up a lot more light, and with no limits. If you like the kinds of topics that you hear me talking about, I love connecting with like-minded individuals. So be sure to sign up for my mailing list at danaloydleadership.com so you can get soulful inspiration sent directly to your inbox. There you will also receive your free coaching audio on how to live more joyfully. Be a part of a community that is interested in living with joy, meaning, and fulfillment.